and welcome to. Hello, 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 hello. How'd you get this bloody thing to work? Hello, it's working, you great oaf. Just keep that pack of sausages you call hand away from the buttons, so you can hear me, loud and clear. How do I sound? Powerful, wise. Is there a button to boost the wisdom on on my voice? It's just your usual reedy whine. Please leave the buttons alone. I'm trying to concentrate on the road. Hello, and welcome to Two Stories. A narrative. Uh, a narrative. A narrative. Ministers insist that these newly installed police bots now offer no threat to the innocent. More sightings of the human-animal hybrids believed to have escaped from a northern zoo have surfaced this morning. There is believed to be a small community of these ungodly creations living in the freakish commune in the countryside. However, all claims have been labelled as conspiracy theories by government experts and some YouTubers. Hello. 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 It's back now. Just leave it alone. Where did you get these helmets from? Wish. Might as well have had two cans and a string. Me and my wife got them for a road trip through the south of France, and they work perfectly. We've all been to France, mate. August 2009. Filled a Picasso with so much panache I snapped an axle. I'm just saying leave the buttons alone. Hello? Testing. 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 If we lose another episode, I'm throwing your laptop in the ocean. Hello, and welcome to Two Stories, a narrative meander through the bang-average brains of myself, Jack Kronos Barton, and my co-host, the man bringing down that average, Matthew Beadles about Oxley. This week, we're on the road in a frantic attempt to salvage what's left of Matt's marriage. My marriage is in rude health, actually. People like you wouldn't understand. Whoa, whoa, whoa. People like me? Excuse me? The unmarried, the dirty, and the lonely. What is it I'm not understanding about sabotaging your wife's huge, huge meeting with a brand new customer? It's a prank. It's funny. You wouldn't get it. Of course a dick drawn on an oil painting of a pensioner is funny, but look where we are now. Thought she'd see it this morning and we'd all laugh. Now we have to dribble across town on the back of this hairdryer. Dribble. Sometimes the language that manages to squirm its way out of your wet mouth is not only erroneous, but also a feat. Ooh, no one's impressed that you can go on thesaurus.com. Okay, okay. The theme of today's episode is that which brings distant lovers together. That's right, transport. Can you stop revving so aggressively? It's coming through on the podcast. Seriously, do you have to do that now? Come on. In traffic round here. Come on, this is bloody shit. Easy, Peach. It's a nice day. We're outside. We've got some beers. Oh, you haven't touched yours. Stop chasing my helmet. I need to get to Jude before she reveals that portrait. Look, it's snarled up more than Wayne Rooney's plug hole. We're going to be here for a good few hours. Let me have a look at the map. Find us a shortcut. Come on! Ooh, left ear should take us on the back roads all the way there. Well, th- this one, this, this left. Are you sure? Yeah, just down here. Why don't I read one of my stories? We'll be there by the end of it. God's country. Aye, that's it. There's no better than a milky cuppa or a nice pint of bitter looking out over God's country. My name's Rag Johnson, and thank you for joining me on my travels as we see if anywhere can match up to Mother Nature's greatest achievement, Yorkshire. Today, I'll be taking in the sights, sounds, and personalities of Jupiter. Right, I'm on board the European spaceship Pandora, en route to the gas giant. Captain of the Pandora is Camille Dupont. 
French in origin and attitude, and from my observations likely to surrender the ship to the first cosmic life form we come across. Over the months aboard the craft, travelling through the inky black, my producer has been sending me recommended reading about this fifth planet. So I've managed to pick up a fact or two over the long and repetitive days on board this European-made tin can. Fortunately, you've joined me on my last day of travel, as today we joined the massive beast 508 million miles from the sun, or 817 million kilometres, as my garlic-munching driver keeps correcting me. Out of my cabin window, the sheer size of the orange and white striped planet is hard to truly comprehend. For days, the rusty circle in the window has grown bigger and bigger, until today, the dinner plate-sized window in my cabin can barely contain it. Camille wrote in her report back to European Space Command, We meet the tempestuous, constant boiling surface, hanging alone in a sea of calm. A single eye, peering out of the chaos, twitching and turning to you, looking in and around and through you with the knowledge of all time. The solar system's voyeur sitting, waiting, watching, but finally I'm here to learn your secrets. Bit wordy if you ask me, no wonder she struggles with the concept of a day's work. My message back to the producer in Thirst simply reads, Arrived at planet, about bloody time, Camille reluctant to push the gas, looking forward to stretching my legs a bit, weather fine. Classic British efficiency, straight to the point. Anyway, that's it for today, early start tomorrow. We've got a brew followed by a flit down to the surface. Morning. You're not going to bloody believe this. DuPont says there is no surface. That it's a swirling cloud of mostly hydrogen and helium. I said, that's no bloody cloud, love. It's 86,000 miles across. If it's a cloud, let's fly straight through it, have a look inside. She said, it's more complicated than that. The deeper into the atmosphere you go, the temperature and the pressure increases, compressing the gas into liquid and then further pushing electrons from atoms. I said, I'm making a bloody travel show. And you're telling me I'm just doing the travelling? This is what I've spent months breathing your French farts for. A coach trip to the front door and then turn around and head straight back. She said, we're not turning straight back for another 26 days. There's 200 experiments and observations to take place before we begin the return leg. Bloody brilliant. I'm sat here, 600 million miles away from Yorkshire. No one can make a brew. I've just seen Camille pull out an accordion. I might take my chances in the cloud. There's swamp shit everywhere. Well, just help. Do, you, do we need to put the chain back on or something? It's a fucking moped, not a mountain bike. Okay, let, let me just take another look at the map. Wait, that's the map That's the map you've been using? Seriously? A map is a map, you swamp monster. It's a University of York open day map. It's just a picture of the campus and the surrounding areas. You're mad at me, aren't you? Here, let me clean the swamp water off your helmet. I've got some rags in my bag. You cannot be serious. Stop mopping now. Now what's the matter? That's a fucking AA road map you're cleaning with, you stupid troll. So it is. We could have used that, couldn't we? Before I start, I would like to apologise for some of the more tactless and violent sexual language I'm about to use. We're in the middle of a desolate, boggy shithole. No idea where we're going. 
Our map is covered in swamp slop, and we have 45 minutes to give Jude the real portrait before she reveals my graffitied version and my marriage is over. Where the fuck are we? I've never seen anywhere like this. We've been driving for seven minutes, and somehow it's night time, and the signs are in some kind of Greek. I cannot believe you. I blame myself, really. Why am, I, why am I trusting you with directions? I should have known that we were lost when we saw that billboard advertising leeches. There's a sign there warning about low-flying zeppelins. Where are we? We're not a million miles away. We've only been driving a few minutes. Look around, you dumpling. We're in the middle of nowhere. There's no phone signal. A weird green fog has descended. We are lost. Let me go and have a look around, see if I can find a signpost or a local, ask directions. You just sit tight and read your story, all right? You're all right. Make, make sure you enunciate. Last episode, you were a bit lispy. What won't be long. Let's face it. You haven't got a clue how to holiday. Whether it's the visit to TGI Fridays in Barcelona, a shit ton of disgusting bites on your pasty white calves, toga sandals for a 14k walk up a volcano, or simply just sweating a lot. It's not your fault. The British human isn't designed to navigate other settings comfortably. In my eyes, there are three types of holiday maker. Number one, gravel voice. He enjoys PVC plastic tables and chairs. A shit beach view, a PVC ashtray, a burnt to a crisp wife, crisp Fred Perry Polo, has a kid that spits and whose name is Kango because it sounds hard. Number two, Polly Pocket Peter, a shit ton of maps, highlighted dog-eared and heavily annotated guidebooks, combat shorts with massive pockets. Three satellite phones can tell you about the local recycling policy. Three, deodorant dodger, worked with a guy who knows a sick secret bar, Found the freshest bakery that isn't on any review website. Paid £70 for a second-hand feeler hoodie covered in fence paint. Has truth and passion tattooed on his hand. And won't wear leather because his uncle lived near a dairy farm. My name is Giles Wentlock and I am very wealthy. I have an automated gate at my driveway. No less than four Belfast sinks. And I almost never come across processed foods. You see, when it comes to travelling, I sit in the fourth category. Wait... What fourth category, you say? I'm in a league of my own. There aren't enough to make a fourth category. Not enough like me. I breathe in culture like a Texaco forecourt soaks up diesel for lunch and unleaded for supper, baby. So take the straw out of your Campbell's soup and listen up. I'm going to show you how to travel, boy. Section one, food. First up, it's the fodder. Finding good grub is easy, but sourcing exceptional local cuisine, now that's a different story. First of all, Close those tabs and shut down the browser, saggy baby. No TripAdvisor and Culture Trip won't help you in this department. Tip 1. Food isn't the only thing that should be locally sourced. Your advice should be two. So grab a fatty that lives in the neighbourhood and quiz that chunk until he gives up only the best delicatessens, restaurants, cafes and gelato stalls. Never shake to intimidate, the fatty is almost always in mid-digestion. Tip 2. Always ask where the cutlery was designed but never appeared satisfied with an answer. Always follow up by asking whether they had considered using Kenyan steel. Tip three, order the main course that is closest to 18 pounds. No need for an explanation on that one. Tip four, if you're having a curry, take off your shoes. 
Sweaty feet are not your friend. Tip five, never allow a candle to be lit for you. Have some dignity. Tip six, pass a message to the chef early doors. Let him know that you're not a culinary dosser. For example, good evening. Please tell the chef that I will know if he hasn't washed his hands. He's not a dicky bird that way. Did you, uh, did you finish your story? N- not quite. He was about to kick off, actually, before you slopped in. Slop? I don't slop. I'm not a yogurt. I'm not a yogurt. Wait a sec. What's that? Um, has, has that always been there? Oh, what is that? Is it a... It's pub. It's like the Green Fog's parting. Can you, uh, can you read the sign? The... The hair... 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 The hair, hairy arms. I don't like it in here at all. Let's let's just get directions and get out. We can't ask for directions and not buy anything. Let's just order a pint so we don't seem rude. Directions aren't like using the toilet. That's exactly what it's like. Come on, look. The specials board just says wood. And we're ankle deep in hay, I think. I've counted 27 eyes looking at us and there's only 11 people in the bar. Christ, that bloke's got a tail. Come on, you xenophobe. People from other places are a little different. We shouldn't be scared of them. These are not people, mate. Christ, man. No, I mean that jukebox just winked at me. There's five toilet doors and one just has a picture of a spanner on it. Dory Sawyer. Oh, hello. Hello. No, no, uh, just popping in. Here to have a look at my fish. You what? I caught it with my bearings. Lovely, yes. Quite a big one, isn't it? Just sitting there, frozen, staring on a sea of chipped ice. I reached down and plucked her. I plucked her like a scaly apple. And now she's mine. Wonderful. Yes. Anyway, we were wondering Kiss if... Kiss her. S- sorry? Kiss her now. I, I don't know if that that's... Kiss my fish now. I'm sorry, but... um. Kiss her! All right, I'll do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Jack. 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 Stop. Stop. Stop it. What? What was that? What? With the fish. He said kiss the fish. I kissed the fish. Yeah, he said kiss the fish, not tongue fillet it. He said to kiss the fish. It was clear you weren't going to do it, so I kissed the fish. It's clear, but I'm, I'm sure a peck would have done, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm a trier. I always over-deliver. You've got scales around your mouth. It isn't fresh. Um, okay. Could we get a couple of lagers, please? Of course you can. Let me fetch them from the back. From the back? That's unusual. No, vibe is pretty unusual. See the bloke in the corner? He's got a tennis ball in his mouth. Mm, yeah, it's a bit weird, but it's the fella in the fish tank that bothers me. Two lagers, here you go, gentle men. That'll be uh, two pounds. Two pounds? Can't argue with that. So, um, if we're looking to get to the, uh, you know, the exhibition centre from here, which way would you say is best? Oh, that's easy. Uh, You just go right out of here, follow the old road, down, down, through the slop shop until the slime is ankle deep. 
Then you go south, way south, until the fog starts to stick to your teeth and the smell becomes unbearable. And just when you think you've gone too far, you'll see the blinding light of Cafe Nero. Follow that beacon to the destination you seek, but we don't need to worry about directions anymore. Well, uh, thank you very much. I was expecting you to be a bit more standoffish. Uh, is it getting foggy in here? Um, foggy? What do you mean? I've, oh, I've got a bit of a head rush, actually. I mean, I feel a bit off. I like it. Is this Belgian lock? Sleep, my pretties. I've got a place just for you two. What? 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 Jack? Jack, Jack, are you there? Jack? Jack, please? Jack? 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 Please? I have a wife! Please, if anyone's there, let me go. I'll do anything. I've got soft hands. <laughs> Easy there, Peckerwood. Took you about 30 seconds to turn old prison wife. <laughs> Where are we? I think Robson Green in there put something in our pints and now we're in some sort of dungeon. Sex dungeon? Possibly. I knew this would happen. Judo always said I'm too flirty with the bar staff. I don't think it was your charms that got us in here. Hmm? Didn't you see the patrons in that place? They were all spliced with something. Hybrids. Exactly. Did you see all those portraits of dogs with weapons and medals? What's going on here? We shouldn't have got a drink. We need a plan to get out. If they're all half Labrador, we must be able to outsmart them. Any ideas? Why don't you just finish your story and see if we can think of anything? Section 2. Sightseeing and Landmarks Visiting tourist attractions can be an absolute nightmare, baby. Over the years, I've put together a list of do's and don'ts that are sure to make the whole thing much smoother. First of all, the do's. If you spot a tour guide with a flag on a stick, break it. Two, if you find yourself in a fine art museum, do make sure that you add to the piece. Applying black paint between the toes of a Greek sculpture is good. It suggests athlete's foot. Tip three, do call out all tour guides and curators if you feel they're wrong about something. Trust your gut here, research isn't everything. It takes a bold person to say what everyone else is thinking. I visited the Eiffel Tower last summer and asked the guide whether or not the tower's true purpose was to intimidate the ghosts of Paris. Whilst it wasn't confirmed, it wasn't denied. If you're going to a zoo, take a pair of false teeth, find a quiet corner and press the dentures into your wrist. A claim that you've been bitten will almost always gain a refund. Number five, if partaking in a river cruise, demand a go on the wheel. Six, never queue and push where necessary. Moving in front of the elderly should be a given. If accused of pushing in, you must be quick to blame their faltering memories and unreliable mushy brain. Failing this, throw a punch. Section 3. Conversation and culture. So you want to blend in and get the inside scoop. Well baby, blending in isn't easy and it takes years of practice. But here's a starting point. It starts at home and that's important. Pick a shirt, remove the buttons, and let the wind play fucking havoc. Always put talcum powder in your eyebrows. When dancing, the powder will rain down your face, making you look mystical and very interesting. Now you've got the attention of the local. And now you're out. Don't wear your coat, it implies you're happy to queue. When approaching a local, 
offer a cigarette before making it abundantly clear that you yourself think that smoking is disgusting. Now you hold the power. The initial small talk will determine whether or not the locals respect you. There are three questions that will get you off to a good start. Number one, ask the local, but how long can you headstand? Now ask the local, how much do you have? And finally, the sweetener. Would you like to share this three kilogram block of cathedral cheese that I have brought with me? So Paul Daniels, any big ideas? Hmm, maybe something will happen and we could just improvise. Well, I've been up for a while and, and not much as... Right, it's about your machine, Oz. It's not waking up. Have you done something to it? Have you put some kind of sleep spell on her or something? The moped... Ah, uh, ah, uh, yes. I, I, I entranced her just in case a band of dirty hybrids tried to take her. Well, sunshine, now you're going to wake her up for me or your friend here is going to get peeled like a fucking potato. Okay, okay, easy. No one wants to get peeled. I'll need him to break the spell, though, to wake her from her slumber. Matt, why are you speaking like this? Come on, improvise. He's, he's got no idea what the moped is. Right. But no funny business. You can't get away. There's nothing for miles. And Keith upstairs has got five legs. She's fast as fuck. Wake her up. And hurry up about it. Okay, okay, okay. You can put your peeler away. This is a very quick spell anyway. We just need to place our hands on her. So now what? Improvise. No talking! It's part of the spell. Oh well, that's alright then. Uh, no one can see this bit, so, so you need to turn around. Okay. Now drop your trousers. Like this? Oh god, what's that? Are those dog legs? What's that in your hand? It's a harpoon, I think. Where'd you get that from? In the dungeon bit, there were loads of them. What did you say? We could have just shot him. I'm not shooting someone, even if they are half Labrador. You know what? Especially if they're half Labrador. Not kill him, just shoot him. What's happening? We're nearly, we're nearly finished. We're, we're nearly there. Hop on, come on. She's waking up. Wait a second. Oh, I'm going to peel the barrier. Drive, drive, drive. Oh. You, you shot him. I panicked. Keith, get him. I don't know what they've done with her, but she's running like a dream. It's like she's been reborn. Look, it's, it's the Cafe Nero. We must not be far. Yeah, the road's becoming asphalt again. We've got ten minutes before that painting gets unveiled at the exhibition. She'll fucking kill me if we don't get there in time to swap this one with the willy one. We need some speed, and we need it quick. <sighs> the moped is limited to 40 miles an hour. My mum made me get the engine restricted. Hang on. Let me have a look what I've got in my bag. We're on this dual carriageway for five miles. Just concentrate on the directions. Right, there's a Porsche coming onto the slip road. Can you get me alongside it? For like a second before it picks up speed, it's a Porsche. Uh, hang on, why, why? What are you doing back there anyway? I've got a grapple hook. Absolutely not. You can put that away. Too late, you wimp. Shit, it worked. We come off in a few miles, so be ready for a violent uncoupling. We've got five minutes. Do you want some crisps? You'll have to open them if I'm going to keep hold of the grapple hook. What's going on in your back pocket anyway? It feels like I'm pressed up against a bee's birthday party. It's my phone vibrating. I must have just got some signal. 
Get it out and have a look. Oh no. What? What is it? They photoshopped your background picture. There's now a disgusting hybrid. No, no, that, no, that's Stu's nephew. Oh, uh. Oh, I am sorry. Well, but what was that buzzing? Yes, oh, uh, yeah, let me see. Oh, you've got six voicemails, all from Jude. Play them all. Play them. First message received. Hi, babe. Um, just got to the gallery. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. Anyway, I've got a bit of a wait until I see Mr. and Mrs. Endel. Um, I hope you and Jack are having a nice time doing your little podcast. Anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm jabbering. Um, I'll let you know when I've presented it. Love you. Bye. Second message. Res- you fucking asshole, Matt. I cannot believe you. What am I supposed to do? I'm outside their office. What am I going to do? Is this supposed to be funny, you prick? That's it. Thank you. Thank you for fucking my life up. Third message. So let me just get this right. You've drawn what I can only describe as a biologically accurate dog stick on the biggest commission of my art career. As a joke. Ha ha ha. We can't pay the mortgage this month. Ha ha ha. I'm going to have to go back to drawing caricatures of fat kids on the pier. Ha ha ha. What have you got planned for your Edinburgh show? Scratching tits on the Mona Lisa? Popping a cock in the scream's mouth? Prick! Four. I suppose it is quite funny, really. I do admire your ambition. I mean, we're ruined, but I get it. Please tell me you just around the corner and this is all part of a prank. Please, Matt. Um, I'm looking for my girlfriend, uh, Judith. Uh, Judith Fitztubers. Well, who? The sobbing lady over there? Thanks, that's a... Oh, babe, I'm here. I- I've got the original here. That's just a copy of the one you've got there. I- it's just a copy I made. Matt, is that you? Come closer. Where have you been? <sighs> it's a long story with hybrids and Jack shot a, a Labrador man. Huh? It doesn't matter. I'm just so glad you're here and everything is fine. Excuse me, Mr. and Mrs. Endel will see you now. This is it. Do you want to come in with me for more support? Yeah, of course. Right. Here we go. Oh, what a pleasure it is to finally meet you. I've been such a big fan of your work for such a long time. Unfortunately, my husband's a little delayed. He's had a small medical emergency. It's lovely to meet you too. Oh, I see your little dog treats there. Do you have a furry friend? (laughs) 
They're my husbands. Well, look who we have here, then. Two Stories is written and produced by Matthew Oxley and Jack Barton. Performed this week by Matt and Jack as themselves and Carlotta Morelli as Judith, plus additional characters. Thank you.